Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Everybody's talking about it, aren't they? The price of fuel at the pumps and what's happened in the last 24 hours with the government uh, removing or reducing, should I say, excise by 20 cent and 15 cent respectively on diesel and petrol. And uh, my God, when you look round at the variation in prices at the pumps, I've been out and about myself this morning uh, and we've been looking at the prices in RD. Navin, Kells, Dundalk, Drogheda, right across the northeast, and there's quite a swing in the price differentials. And we're going to be talking about it a little later on in the show. Have you seen the most expensive diesel or petrol in the northeast and the most effective? cost-wise, the cheapest petrol and diesel in the region. If you have, let us know if you have a little picture of the costs on those boards outside the pumps. Take a little snap, WhatsApp it in to us, or WhatsApp us uh, if you have the figures from the different stations as well. 086-1800-658 That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text all about fuel. If you've noticed the price at your local pumps, let us know please and I have some very interesting figures. You'll be surprised at the difference in prices at the pumps. And people, of course, going mad as well with the government removing the excise duty. And yet, with a price rise at the pumps, well, the price has nearly gone up in many instances. Fuel prices. Thank you for getting in touch with us about the fuel prices in your area. Keep them coming to us, letting us know what they are. 086-1800-658. Louise, on my way in today, I had a little gander around the Drogheda area. and just, I'm afraid to look just, Well, <laughs> this stage. I'm, I'm going to tell you now, right? For, for example, uh, the... Um, Maxall on the north side of Drogheda, uh, petrol 192.7, 197.7 for diesel. On the south side, 194.9 for petrol and 199.9 for diesel. So even between the Maxalls, north and south of Drogheda, there's a two cent differential there. But that Maxall on the south side is beside a top oil and a Certa. Okay. pumps right they were in 500 metres so on Maxall South petrol 194.9 diesel 199.9 in top oil which is just next door petrol 204.9 that's 10 cent more diesel 213.9 
oh my God, the diesel differential there is huge. But when I tell you that beside them again is the Certa pumps, where the petrol is 183.9, low, very low, and diesel 193.9. So, okay. you know, Certa is the best value the of minute. those three stations that are beside one another there. Mm. We have many more. Uh, Certa in Dundalk is the cheapest. I have to tell you that we've seen 169.8 for petrol, 174.8 for diesel at Certa in Dundalk. That is the best value that we have seen because when you go to, say... um, where will we go to next? Circle K and RD, petrol 209.9, diesel 214.9, top in RD, 194.9 for petrol, uh, 194.9 for diesel as well in top and RD. But you have somewhere, I think, that beats the lot, don't you? Well, it doesn't beat, I don't think, uh, Dundalk, but um, Muller in, sorry, Centra in Muller. Yeah. Uh, 191.5 for diesel, 192.5 for petrol, but that price has stayed the same for the whole week. He right. didn't he uh James O'Neill told us that he got a fill of a fill of fuel last week. Yep. They were the prices. He fixed them and he he didn't put them up or down all week. He's due to get a fill again later on today. Yeah. So he says that that cut in excise will apply to new yes. deliveries from today. And he said there has been a very small uh, reduction in the cost of fuel anyway. So he reckons if there is any, you know, yeah. difference, it'll be small from what he was charging to today. Now, Does over the last week, he hasn't put up a penny. OK, so has he in, has he included the, the uh, he will include the excise reduction in the new fill? Yes. And will that drop his prices? Well, he doesn't know because it was one nine, say one nine one for diesel last week. Yes. So yep. today it's going to be obviously higher, his fuel, but the excise will also come down. Come off it So there. he doesn't think if there's, yeah. he doesn't think it'll be but any increase. You'd very have, modest. You'd have to say that Isn't there's been, I, I'm saying this, there's been profiteering. There's no mm. doubt about it. That prices, the, the fuel was in the tanks, in the ground, delivered at a price and yet the prices jumped when yeah. a price was paid for that fuel that was less than the price rise that's been implemented. There's no doubt about that. Anne's been on to us to say, Apple Green and Newfoundland outside Drada reduced the price of petrol by 15 cent, but they're not selling petrol. All the pumps are out of order. Could be waiting. Suzanne, what is going on there? Are they waiting uh, for for a a fill? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. That man also pointed out, James and Muller, that every service station gets a petrol price every day. Right. But But many don't get a delivery every day like him. But the very busy ones might get a delivery twice a day. Yeah. Tracy's been on to us uh, coming in from Kells as well at a station there. 208 all round for unleaded and diesel. That's steep, isn't it? Mm. It really is. Keep the prices coming to us. 086-1800-658. But there's no doubt, like, I hate to see this. And I often said it in the past with fuel. When prices go up, they nearly go up immediately. But then if the price of the barrel of that falls back, which I don't see we're going to see in the foreseeable future, it took time, you know what I mean? And they explained then, they they explained then, made the explanation then was, well, they'd paid a price for it, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. they couldn't give you the reduction until the new delivery came. But it doesn't seem to work the other way. 
It's expensive and getting more expensive. Is there great value out there? Let us know. Uh, Mark mentioning there on the news about the Irish Red Cross Ukraine appeal, which we're supporting in LMFM radio and our sister stations around the country. I'm delighted to do this every day because every day I come on, the total goes up and I make an appeal to keep giving. And guess what? Yeah, 56,000 plus in the kitty now. Isn't it wonderful? Thank you so much. Let's make 60 by tomorrow. Come on, let's push on for 60. And on LMFM, it's easy to donate. LMFM.ie forward slash aid. Every euro is appreciated. It's going to the Irish Red Cross and directly into Ukraine ASAP. Thank you so much for your generosity. It really is appreciated. And I want to give something back to you now because, as you know, and if you were with us on the 11 to 1 show or a leisure in Dundalk, is celebrating 20 years. Congratulations to all concerned. What wonderful people they are. I remember being down there with Lose Weight and Feel Great one year and they were just fantastic to us. Anyway, they've been good to us today too on Late Lunch because they've given us a three-month membership for Our Leisure in Dundalk and four in-body scans. Four, yes, for four of you out there. What's an in-body scan? It's a comprehensive test that measures your fat, muscle and water levels in less than a minute. It's nearly 100% accurate and you'll know where you're going then. Well, that's the prizes today. Three months membership and four free in-body scans. So five prizes in total. Here is my question to win on late lunch today. What is the time of the 100 men's freestyle world record what is the record set for 100 meters men's freestyle in the pool is it 46.89 seconds 46.90 seconds or 46.91 seconds so 46.89 46.90 or 46.91 which is it the men's 100 freestyle world record let me know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And we'll pick the winners before the end of the show on your late lunch this afternoon. Now, my next guest has a story and a half to tell. I'm going to say hello to Summerhill woman, Jennifer Drum. Hello, Jennifer. Hiya, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. So let's step back here because this story yeah. is in the context, I want to tell listeners, of the war going on in the Ukraine at the moment. Yeah. Go back to 2001. Tell me the story back then. Okay, so in 2001, um, my parents took in um, a little boy called Yarrow. Uh, he was about eight at the time. Uh, they took him in through an Irish organisation uh, for Chernobyl kids. So we basically took him for about a month um, every year for about four years mm. and you know we just oh we fell in love with him and you know he's like a brother to us like a son to my mom and dad you know so we always kind of thought of him he's always been in our thoughts since then you know so um, he was kind of his parents were writing letters back and forth to my mom there was no real social media I suppose back then Yeah. so um, we were writing back and forth and then that kind of stopped you know life took over but you know we still thought of him um, yes Couple of years ago, then I tried to find him on social media. I couldn't find him. Uh, then obviously this horrible thing happened in Ukraine, so I was on a mission. I said I'm going to try and find him through Instagram. A lot more people would be on it now as well, you know. Mm. So his surname is it's like finding a Murphy in Ireland, you know. It's yes. really it just took date. Like I have three kids, so in between, you know, minding the kids doing all that, I constantly was texting um, uh, people with his surname, let's say from Ukraine. 
and I actually found, uh, my mum found a letter from his parents. So I was able to take a photo of uh, his parents' name and, you know, address. So make a long story short, anyway, um, this girl got in touch and she said she knew the family. Um, and she sent me a link then to his wife's Instagram saying that Yarrow was waiting there for us to chat. Mm. So it was lovely now. So we were just talking and um, he, there's no English at all. So we had to go through Google Translate to kind of have a conversation. So um, really what, I, what I've learned, well, he's in the Rivne district at the moment. Now, that actually hasn't been bombed, but um, he travels to work to Kharkiv and... Kiev, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yes. So he's no work, basically, uh, no money, nothing. So um, I was just saying to him, I said, like, can you get to Poland? You know, and he says, no, there's no way of doing it, um, no money. So he said it was very expensive to get to Poland. So I was wondering kind of what his, you know, expensive is. So we, uh, me and a friend, just, we were just trying to find how we we're actually going to, you know, send money over. He couldn't tell us what, what how to do it, nothing. So we went through the Western Union and I sent him over a hundred euro and it was like sending him like he's won the lotto, you know. Yeah. Um he felt like it was enough to maybe help him, you know, have a have a choice. Um he's three kids. He's a seven year old, a five year old and a one year old. So he feels this was a, a lifeline for him, you know. Um so then I decided then I kind of got the impression that he was quite you know, uh, they they live very um basic, you know, and uh I think the only time he probably ever left his village was for work. Um, he used to travel to work about a month or two months. He'd be away from his family. And kind of to convert it to euros, he was probably making about 500 euro a month. Um, you know, and that was a really good job yeah. uh, for him. So I decided then to set up the GoFundMe page. And I felt like whatever his choices were, whether it was to go to Poland, come to Ireland, or, you know, to stay in Ukraine, he'd get the money somehow and his family, the huge family um, as well. So he basically, um, you know, he had to think about it. I just was letting him, letting him know I was here from and that. And uh, he was saying to me, like, how do I go to Poland? Where do I go? And I, like, honestly wouldn't have a clue of where even he is on the map. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, we found a way then of him. So we told him basically to get to uh, Lublin um, Airport in Poland. So we were back and forth for a while and yesterday he made the trip to the border um, of Ukraine, which he was obviously terrified that he may be t- told to turn back, you know, to fight for the country or whatever. So um, because he's got three kids or more, they're, they're actually allowed to leave the country. Um, so we were all on the edge of our seats yesterday and he texted me then to say he got through, got to Poland um he's now in a hotel uh, so with the Go- GoFundMe, I was able to fund all this. Um, and he's flying over to Ireland on Saturday evening. Oh, what so a story yeah. this is. My, oh, oh my. So I, I know he had doubts, you know, and, and I know that there, there's yeah. more to this story. He, he he didn't know whether he should stay or go, stick or, or, or move. Or whatever. Life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. His, parents, his family were telling him not to go, don't go to the border. He had this fear of, um, you know, he, he didn't want, not a fear, but he didn't want to be a refugee in Poland. Like, he, he wanted to earn money and, like, you know, um, basically make a living for his, his family. And he just didn't want to do that. So I suppose because he had the option to come here, he feels it's a better choice. Now, he will go back to Ukraine. Yeah. Like, they don't want to come over here. You know, mm. he will 100% go back when he can so with just with the money has been unbelievable to help him. And like the more money we can earn, the more we can make, we can actually send over 
to the family he's left. Like he's got, I think, about seven brothers that have to fight. Um, his mom and dad, her, the wife's um, mother as well. So, um, you know, just to be able to send the money over to help them in any way that we can. Um, he, like, he even had to, like, you know, um, he, like, he had to slaughter his, his cows, his pigs, all this, to give food for his family when oh he was leaving. Like, so it really, you know, and I think it's brilliant because I have three kids here. They're going to be living in the house with us. I just think it's brilliant to be able to show our kids kind of, you know, that there's another life out there, you know, that. Like, my kids were fighting over toys the other day, and I was just like, you know, you, yes. and it's not their fault, but they, re, you know, it's nice to have, to open their eyes up to what mm. is actually really going on, you know, and it's just, and you know what, Yarrow and his family, they're, they're, they're lucky in a sense, I don't mean lucky, but I mean, there's way worse stories, and there's just, but it's nice to have a nice story kind of out of this whole thing, and... Yeah. It's just awful, absolutely awful. You see, Jennifer Dunn, you you just nearly little skipped over that slightly there at the end because not alone is he coming to Ireland, you raised the funds for him. He's coming with his three children, his wife and Mm. himself. But you are opening your home and Mm. they are going to stay with you. Yes, that's it, yeah. So they're going to stay here. Um, We actually have, the attic is actually converted to two rooms. It's not even used, you know, so it's all ready to go and... I have three boys, so um, his little daughter's coming over, so we're only delighted to get pink stuff into the house, you know, oh. and just make them really feel as welcome as you can. We've got the Ukraine flag outside on our gate as well, and, you know, just, and everybody is just so nice. Like, I live in Manalvi here, and it's just, everybody is just, it's overwhelming, like, the niceness of everybody, you know, and just mm. doing everything. It's, it's really, really nice, um, and everyone is so supportive as well. So hopefully they'll be happy when they get here. You know, you are simply brilliant. May I say, I I, I sit here today humbled by what you've done uh, for Mm. this family and the gesture you've now made to open up your home to them. And I do know, uh, and this is certainly a fact, that he is only here temporarily. He wants to go back to Ukraine, a free Ukraine as home. He he, he wants to be there and he wants to return there. That's the very important message to get Mm -hmm. across. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord Almighty. And can I just just read out a message he actually sent me because I know he's so grateful. And just to let everyone know, like, how grateful he actually really is and to everybody that has... We've raised now over two and a half thousand, like, and that's, like, unbelievable for him. So do you mind if I read out the message that he... You do what you want. That's if I can get through it now. Go on. <laughs> so he said, uh, thank you to everyone, everyone who helped, everyone who was worried, everyone who was with us. We appreciate you and we love you. I'm sad but glad that I can somehow save my children. So he's sad. But like, I'm, and that's the thing. We, we're, we're happy that he can come over and we can see him, but it's just so sad for the situation like that, that he has to do this, you know. It's... Um, it's very, it's awful. Man. Oh my, oh my! And they're uh, they're his words, and you. They're his words, yeah. And I just, he really wants me to tell everybody, like genuinely, how grateful he is. Like he's just, like it's going to be so emotional now when we see them in the airport now on Saturday night. You know, um, I'm I'm waiting to see this little seven year old running up to me. You know, but he's actually an adult. So he's got kids. Like he's just, yeah. it's, it's unreal. Isn't it amazing how the link from 2001 to a seven-year-old boy who holidayed here for a number of summers with you has now saved three children, a daddy and a mammy, from potential 
death in yeah, a war-torn yeah. country. It's incredible. It really, really yeah. is. I know. Mm. I know. And and, and um, you're you're still what what you're saying is that the GoFundMe is still there because what you're doing is he has a, a, a clatter of brothers back there. They are fighting for Ukraine, and you are supporting them with whatever money you get. Exactly. That's it. And everything is like anything. It will. We'll have to find a way of sending it over. But yeah. like it's. It, there's a big family like there's 16 kids three of them being Yarrow's um, kids you know so yeah, there's yeah. a big family that mm, they can't mm, mm. they can't leave you know and they're just scared they don't know what to do and terrified like as well you know um, they're in, just really really genuinely scared you know in the midst of desperation and despair and great loss and sadness this is uplifting this is a wonderful story. You are mm. just fantastic. You and your family and all concerned what you've done and your determination to find them and not give up is just inspirational. It really is. Oh, what so is much. that GoFundMe page, please? Uh, so it's, uh, well, it's on my Instagram. There's a link on my Instagram at home with the drums is the Instagram uh, if you want to go that way or else the GoFundMe is um, it's Yaroslav and family. Okay, so. but the easiest way is to look you up on Instagram. Yeah, because it's, it's all there, yeah. Jennifer Drum. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jennifer Drum or um, At Home With The Drums is the... At Home With The Drums. At Home yeah. With The Drums is, is the Instagram, is it? That's it, yeah. Okay. And also, um, just to tell you really quick as well, um, my dad, he actually owns the Men in Black Band. He's doing a fundraiser for uh, Dance for Ukraine. Um, it's going to be in the Hamlet Court Hotel on the 31st of March, uh, 10 euro per ticket, just if anyone was interested. Lovely, 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 lovely. Well, Thank you so much. hats off to you. You're wonderful and Manalvi is going to be all the richer for this <laughs> family arriving uh, yeah. at the weekend. Uh, I don't, I, I'm just lost for words to, say, to oh, praise you, you and say how good you are. Jennifer, thank you for telling your wonderful story to us today. We'll keep thank in touch. So thank you. Yeah. Take Bye. care now. Bye-bye. That's Jennifer Drum there in Manalvi and County Mead. You see, folks, the good will always win out. It will, good will always win out, and it has to always win out in terms of the human race and this planet we live on. No matter how dark the days get, We will emerge. The people of Ukraine will emerge as well. With stories like that, by God, isn't it just uplifting? Black Eyed Peas. And uh, I got a feeling, what a feeling I got speaking to Jennifer Drum just a few moments ago, who traced that lad that our family minded from the Ukraine back in 2001. And now he's coming with his family to Ireland to safety. Marvellous indeed. Yes, I'll do it once more. Just once more, that's all. Yeah, I'll ask you the question again for the Oral Leisure Prize. They're celebrating 20 years in Dundalk. What a wonderful facility they have there. And I have a three-month membership to give away and a number of in-body scans. The question was, the 100-metre men's freestyle world record, what is it? 46.89, or 46.91 seconds. So that's 46, all 46, 0.89, or 0.91, which is the world record to be in a chance of winning the Aura Prizes on late lunch this afternoon. And talking about prizes, congratulations to Patricia McBride from Riverstown, Dundalk, and Breathe Matthews from Hunterstown RD. They won €200 Euro each in what? The LMFM Radio Bingo. And what about Kathleen Farrell from Kells? She scooped €800 Euro next week's jackpot. 
€5,400. You can buy our book online on lmfm.ie or from outlets across the North East. Louise, back to the fuel prices again and they're coming thick and fast to us. <laughs> I thought that was a fuel price, the 46 point something. <laughs> I saw them all coming in I says, oh. No, they're the answers to the quiz. I know, actually, I looked at that a minute ago too and I thought, are they talking about uh, uh, different discounted diesel or gas Mm. or something? No, they're the the, uh, The world records for the the swimming. That's the other thing. Yeah, that is funny. (laughs) I looked at that too and I had the same thought, but there you go. Anyway, Emo and Trim, 189.9 for diesel. Tommy Dowd, uh, 219.9 for petrol, 230.9 for diesel. Diesel has gone way above petrol now at, at this stage. Mr O'Neill, you've been speaking to again from Centra and Muller and now we can clarify what his prices will be when he gets his new delivery tomorrow, yes? Yes, now it was 191.5 for diesel and 192.5 for petrol since the last fill, so he yes. didn't put it up at okay. all. So including the de- the slight decrease in price and the excise, the cutting yeah, excise, yeah. so tonight 194.9 on diesel. Yes. So slight, just slight increase. And 1.87.9 on petrol. Yeah, 187.9, which is less for the petrol mm. given the increased price he has to pay for the delivery tomorrow, but factoring in the uh, excise duty reduction as well. So he's been very straightforward, very honest. I can tell you, listeners are not happy. I'm sick of people saying, says a listener, shop local. If we all shop local, we'd be bankrupt. It's the local shops that are fleecing us. Now, that's a general type of statement, you know mm. what I mean, across the board. But I know the sentiment you're expressing there and it's towards uh, the fuel stations where there's look, you have to say uh, you know, the prices have gone up and up and up over the days and people are not happy about it and they want an explanation and I don't really know uh, if there is one. But look at that one, Louise. Jerry, I went uh, to order some home heating oil. I mean, Kells, uh, there's none available. And any of the suppliers I rang couldn't bring it as they're waiting on the new prices. Mm. So there you are. You know, no fee- And I think there's a limit, isn't there, of 500 litres on... Uh, a, a fill a as fill. well of kerosene or, or home heating oil or whatever I was lucky I ordered in January and I think I got it Foresight I, Well no I, the tank needed it it was nothing to do with Foresight needs <laughs> me I got a thousand litres I think for around 700 euro at the time you wouldn't get the colour of it today in heating oil uh, with the way it's gone but you know what Louise even talking to Tony Conlon and the boys from Blackstone yes in everything this has got to really push us in the direction of renewables Yes. more sustainable energy and our dependence on Arab oil, Russian oil or whatever other bloody oil is in the world has to come to an end. It's as simple as that and it's got to drive us further in, in that direction. Anyway, keep your fuel prices coming to us. Oh, it's start cycling, Jerry. 658. I was just saying, I can see Louise whizzing in the Ballamacenny <laughs> Road on one of them little scooter things. What are they called? The little the little thing. The electric, yeah, the electric yeah, bike. The, 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 the little thing that people are flying yeah, around on. I can see. Uh, let one me. of those old little tooty horns that used to be on the bike. <laughs> The black ones. Just let us know when you're on the way, will you please? That's all I ask of you. Anyway, coming up on late lunch next, Dr. Ken Whelan. He's one of Ireland's foremost, he is Ireland's foremost fishery scientist. And he's looking for you to become a saltwater detective. Stay with us. Listen to this about the fuel. It was in an apple green today. A staff member told me at 4.45 yesterday 
they got an instruction to increase diesel from 199 per litre to 214. This morning it's back to 199 after the excise duty cut. Price gouging, profiteering on the back of an illegal barbaric invasion of Ukraine. It's not right, is it? It's certainly not right. It isn't that type of stuff going on. It's it's wrong, totally wrong, and it has to be condemned. Thank you indeed for getting in touch with us on the show. There's more there. I'll come back to them, I promise you. But here's an offer for you on late lunch this afternoon. Are you ready for this? Yes? How would you like to become a saltwater detective? Joining me to tell us more about it is Ireland's foremost fishery scientist, a good friend of ours, Dr Ken Whelan. Hello again, Ken. Hi, Jerry. Lovely to speak to you again. Thank you for joining me on the show. Well, what's this all about? Ken, tell them. Well, I mean, I can't seem to leave uh, County Louth. So you'll remember a few years ago, uh, we ran some programs uh, on freshwater and we got an enthusiastic response both in North and South Louth. And a lot of people asked, well, what about the beautiful estuaries that we have in County Louth? And what about the near shore, all the lovely seaside that we have along the shoreline? So some of us put our heads together. I got some friends from Camden Education Trust and Leave No Trace. And with the help of Birdwatch Island, we've put together what I think is a very interesting program, basically to let people discover, hence the detective title, to let people discover all the wonderful um, uh, features that there are in terms of our estuaries and our nearshore in County Louth. Now, you're running two events, one to cover off, as you say, North Louth in the Carlingford area and South Louth in Clarehead, and they're taking place in April. And I see one day of the three is in class and the other two are out on the seashore and in the estuary as well. So give us a feel for, you know, the way you're going to introduce this in the classroom and set everybody fair for going out and about then. Well, I think what we're what we're going to do is try and open people's eyes. We, we'd like people at the end of their enjoyable few weekends with us uh, never to see a shoreline or an estuary again in the same way. We hope we hope to be able to open their eyes in terms of the biological features that are there. Uh, we'll obviously talk a little bit as well about all the, the, the wonderful plant life and the algae, the, the, the seaweeds and that. But probably in County Loud, the most impressive thing that you have is this fantastic variety of birds. Because uh, the estuary, certainly Dundalk Bay itself, is probably, I think it's third in Ireland in terms of the amount of overwintering birds that you have there. But those birds don't feed on nothing. They have to have a very, very valuable food resource. So we'll be out there with our buckets and spades, but we won't be building sandcastles. We'll be <laughs> digging in the mud. We'll be digging in the sand. We'll be looking at all sorts of different worms. We'll be looking at snails. We'll be looking at all sorts of different items so that people at the end of a few weeks will be able to identify these and most importantly, know some of the stories behind them. And we'll make it as interesting as we possibly can. And obviously in the estuaries, we'll be talking about your favourite and mine. We'll be talking about the migratory fish Mm. and the fantastic variety of migratory fish that people don't even realise are living in in our estuaries. And we have some beautiful estuaries in County Louth. Oh, any amount of them. And we're so blessed to have them and uh, uh, so accessible as well to so many of us. The biodiversity you mentioned there, Ken, I don't think people realise, and the species, etc., what is there. And to dig deeper into this will really give people a greater appreciation and then they, in turn, will be able to involve others then. 
Well, a few years ago, Jerry, you may remember the book I did on sea trout with yeah. Chris McCulley. Yeah. And um, one of our favourite weekends was a weekend we spent in Carlingford. And I couldn't get Chris McCulley to leave Carlingford. Carlingford is just extraordinary in terms of the variety and the amount of, of uh, fish food and the amount of interesting creatures living in those little sea pools, in the rock pools as the, as the tide go out, goes out. And um, my friend Parik, Parik Creedon, who's running the course with me, uh, Parik came with me to see Carlingford for the first time. Well, same reaction. I mean, this guy could not leave the shoreline. Every bit of seaweed that we picked up, he drew my attention to things that I'd never noticed before. So I think people are going to have an absolute and complete ball. And as I say, um, we went down to Anagassan as well to have a little look and see where we might do some of the course in Anagassan. Oh, my God, the variety of birds that were down there happened to be obviously midwinter peak. But at the same time, the amount of feeding that was going on. And really, I don't think we have even an iota of an idea of what we have to look after. And again, that'll be a main thrust of what we're doing. We want to try and get people really fired up about the idea that they really need to protect this wonderful resource that they have in their care. Oh, environmental conservation to the fore and protection as well. And we all need to understand and be champions of that. I want to say that as well. Now, look, for people listening today, what what do you need, you know, to, to involve yourself in the course? Do you need any particular uh, gear for the out and about, any other stuff that would be useful? Well, obviously, anyone that signs up, and it's very easy, you just send an email to all lowercase saltwaterdetective at gmail.com and we'll send you out all of the information. But in reality, all you need is a good pair of boots or a pair of Wellingtons, even better. Obviously, some rain gear and some gear to keep yourself nice and warm. Other than that, we'll provide the rest. And uh, certainly, it'll be very basic in terms of what will be required because what we're aiming to do is to make this as um, easy as possible so that folks can then start to transfer the knowledge from themselves to their other friends and relatives when they're on the beaches, when they're in the rock pools and so on later on in the year. Nothing very sophisticated, but lots and lots of information. And I must say a special thank you to Niall Hatch and Peter Phillips from Birdwatch. Um, Peter's actually going to give a talk on the Saturday and the Sunday, the two introductory days you mentioned. And uh, as I say, he's going to then uh, um, just uh, outline to people how just how lucky they are in terms of the bird life. And we'll try and pull the whole lot together. So I'll be doing the fish side, he'll be doing the bird life, and then Parik and some of our other trainers then will be pulling together all of the marine stuff. I'm going to have a ball because there's an awful lot I don't know about the marine side of things. I'll be joining Dots and I'm just inviting people to join us on what will be, I think, a very fun experience. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Is there a lower age limit on it? Do you need to be 18 or anything like that? Or Yeah, you do. Yeah, I should have mentioned, of course, that this is being funded by leaders. And my apologies, I should have mentioned that up front. But uh, Leader Loud have been fantastic in terms of running biodiversity courses in recent years. And uh, under the Leader programme, then, this particular one is for uh, anyone 18 or over. But... Uh, Parik and his crew from Leave No Trace, who are helping me with this, as I mentioned. Uh, Parik hopes to start running what's called the Explorers Programme, which has been really popular around Galway and on the West Coast. It's for kids. They hope to start running this, hopefully just after we finish the adult programme in April. So if uh, teachers want to come along so that they can be ready for what's coming next in terms of the children's programme, and if adults want to come along then so they can start um, you know, getting kids interested in attending such a programme, 
everyone is very welcome once they're over 18. And I just want to remind people, the North Loud uh, days are Sunday the 3rd of April in Blackrock Community Centre in Dundalk. That's the classroom day. And then the following weekend, out on the seashore on the Saturday the 9th and the estuary field trip is Sunday the 10th in South Loud, the Clarehead area. The uh, classes are in Drumshallon Forge Heritage Centre. It's a lovely, lovely spot north of Drogheda. That's on Saturday the 2nd of April. Then you're waiting till the other side of uh, the Easter break for the seashore field trip on Saturday the 23rd and the estuary field trip in the south is Sunday the 24th. And again, to remind people, saltwaterdetective at gmail.com. That's saltwaterdetective at gmail.com for your booking form. And you can fill in. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The information there and get it back to the folks and you're in the mix from there. This is fantastic, Ken. I really love it. And when I saw it, I jumped at it straight away and wanted to have a chat with you. As an aside, um, the uh, fishing season, of course, has opened for migratory fish uh, on most rivers and lakes around the country at this stage. And there's a few um, springers showing up here and there, but they're in short supply, Ken, again. Yeah, they are. Well, I think over the last, you'll, you'll know this, over the last 10 or 15 years, maybe a little longer, the spring run has got later and later. So we're seeing these bigger salmon, which was spent two or three years at sea, rather than coming in beautiful silver fish coming in in February, they're now mostly coming in in mid-April to May. Mm. So until really early April, mid-April, we won't really know. But the fish that have been caught, uh, my friends have caught a few on the Delphi system in the West and sent me photographs of them. My God, are they in good condition. They're in fantastic condition. So they've had the best of feeding off Greenland and hopefully the numbers will be 
better than they were last year. But we're all very excited about them coming back yet again. Do you feel the uh, and the Boyne is the big catchment area in this neck of the woods? Of course, great salmon fishing north as well on the Fane and the Glide and the D get their runs too. But the Boyne catchment has been catch and release for quite a long time now, and it seems uh, forever more at this stage. Is it making a difference, Ken? Yes, it is, actually, because uh, last year I, I was in a, one of our favourite tackle shops um, um, about a month or so ago, and I met a chap I just know in passing. I knew he was a very keen boy and angler, and he had over 20 salmon to his rod last year himself. All of the fish went back, I hasten to add, but he was really excited, and he has feel that it felt, uh, his feeling is rather that in the last two or three years, things have really begun to improve. What we have to remember is, and this is really frustrating, uh, when you're trying to recover a stock, uh, to make a spring fish actually takes five years. So, you know, and uh, to make a little grills takes four years in terms of the length of the life cycle. So uh, having started with this about 2007, 2010 type period, we're only two or three cycles into this, but it really is beginning, I hope at least, to pay off. But I must, uh, I must also uh, give full credit to some of the groups in the Boyne Angling Federation, some of the work that's ongoing uh, that the anglers are undertaking with IFI in terms of restoring the spawning streams, restoring the main channels and so on. It's absolutely spectacular stuff. So hopefully it's the same message as we have on the saltwater side. Once you get people behind this, you can mo- literally move mountains. And they're moving mountains of gravel into those rivers in all the right places and providing the best of spawning for all of these migratory fish and obviously the trout are benefiting Mm. as well so as usual I know I'm always very upbeat but in the case of the boyne I'm just so relieved to see it uh, with an upturn in terms of numbers and long may it continue. Uh, Here here I say to that saltwaterdetective at gmail.com get going and you will be a trained saltwater detective by the end of April. Dr Ken Whelan as usual thank you so much for joining me Thank you so much Gary Take care of yourself. Brilliant guy, Ken Whelan. He really is. I know him years and years. What a fantastic man he is. I'm too good, Andy. What's the name of that song that Tommy is singing there, please? It's a classic for the pair of tickets to go and see him this Saturday at the TLT. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with your answers. And just to remind you again, yeah, that uh, detective, uh, Saltwater Detective, I was talking to Ken about just a few moments ago. The email address is saltwaterdetective at gmail.com if you want to join that uh, three-day course, North or South Loud. It's excellent. Highly recommended. Louise, I'm back to, what am I back to yet? The uh, the cost of fuel and the cost of operating business here. Listen to this. Afternoon, I'm a local dry cleaner and laundress. I use a local gas company as I'm a big believer in supporting local. I always use them, but that may change as I was let run out of my contract and my gas bill, Louise, has gone mm. up by two thousand euro electricity jerry also up by 400 euro i honestly don't believe i can sustain these increases couldn't sustain that no that's uh and then if she passed it on to her customer she was the the bad lady like Mm, mm, unbelievable there's another one jerry i priced 500 liters of home heating oil yesterday one was 919 euro and the second 950 you know, that's for 1,000 litres. You're talking nearly 2,000 euro. And I, in January, as I mentioned, got a 1,000. I think for, it was around late 600s, early 700s I paid for the 1,000 litres at that mm-hmm. stage. Let's hope we get a heat wave. 
oh my God. And, you know, we just put on the extra jumper at home at night time. You know, what will you do? <laughs> or four, five in my case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand you because the day before oh. yesterday was the coldest day that came our way and everybody was saying it. And Louise was going around here, I don't feel the cold. And normally she's in three lagging jackets. <laughs> you know yourself. I don't, I, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to make out, but there you go. <laughs> I was born on the wrong continent. <laughs> anyway, and you know me, like I generally don't feel the cold. No, you don't. You're in t-shirts, t-shirts and I'm looking at you turning purple. I don't feel it. And, and when I feel the cold, Louise, I'm unwell. There's no doubt about that when I when I feel it. But I felt the day before yesterday was enormously cold. Yeah, I cold. thought you were coming down or something. Yeah, you did. You said that to me is right. Anyway, Tiger Woods... Mr. Tiger Woods, my favourite golfer of all time, was inducted into the PGA Hall of Fame the day before yesterday. And well deserved because when Tiger plays, the world watches. And we're hoping he'll be back soon on the fairways. Will he come back for the Masters or the British Open? Oh, God, wouldn't it be fantastic? Anyway, every time I hear this song, I think of the golfer Tiger Woods and the first time with my son Jared. We saw him in person playing. An absolute genius. Yeah, it's the eye of the tiger. Ticket Dirty Dancing is my featured soundtrack from the movie this week. And going back to it today on the show, the movie received generally favourable reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, that's where they look to see what they think of it. Uh, And it picked up a rating of 69%. And the following overall assessment, it said, Like its winsome characters, Dirty Dancing uses impressive choreography and the power of song to surmount a series of formidable obstacles. So a qualified thumbs up there from Rotten Tomatoes. With other notable critics, their views range from uh, a really positive uh, rating, uh, some saying it was uh, uh, the greatest movie of all time, um, and others gave it the thumbs down. But there you go, that's critics for you, it's a personal view. The film drew an older audience instead of the expected teenagers, with many returning to watch it for a second time. Yeah, they got multiple views. It was re-released did you know 10 years after the original release in 2007 it came out first in uh, 97 and uh, it renewed the interest and boosted DVD sales at the time enormously what's a DVD you wonder well sure, we grew up with them we grew up with vinyl before that of course and tapes there you go anyway DVD sales of Dirty Dancing went through the roof and in a UK poll on Sky uh, more recently it was voted the most watched movie by women of all time. So Dirty Dancing really appeared to the fair, appealed to the fair sex. And when it came to awards, it won one Oscar. Yes, and what did it win it for? It won it for Best Original Song. And here it is. Now I the time of my life No, I never Yes, I swear it's a truth, and I hope
Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes. Time of my life from Dirty Dancing. And you know, when I hear that song, I tell you honestly, since the day I sat into this seat to present Late Lunch, all those years ago, I've had the time of my life. I really have. And I mean that honestly and that song always reminds me of that every time I hear it anyway another song and more from Dirty Dancing on Late Lunch around about this time tomorrow bring that man back Jerry will you we want to hear more from him and I ain't surprised because you see he's 56 years at this he's the man behind common sense wellness and dynamic health and he made a real impact last time and he's back with me today in the context of all the stress and tension that people are feeling with the price of fuel and the cost of living and this war on our doorstep in Europe. I'm delighted to say hello again this afternoon to David Hegarty. Hello, David. And a very good afternoon to you, Jerry, and to everybody listening. David, um, I want to ask you first, you, you and I had spoken about this uh, via email and you're, you're going to talk today about how to cope with tension, right? Can I ask you, yeah. what's the difference between tension and stress? Tension is the source of stress. Tension, Jerry, is a physical reaction. You know, you can imagine if you're sitting there comfortably in your chair and you're very much at ease in what you're doing and you're flowing freely, everything is going well on the program and somebody drops in some kind of a shocking piece of news. Mm. Our first reaction, and it's an instinct, it's reactive. We actually go physically tense and that tension is what causes the stress okay it's a physical reaction once we actually realize that we can instantly do something about it and that's the great thing about practicing the art the skill and the art mm. of relaxing meditating mindfulness whatever you want to call it they all overlap anyway so you, what we must do then, just to get this clear, is to deal with yeah. the tension issue first, and that yeah. then will help and alleviate the stress. Now, David, I don't have to remind you, all you have to do is listen to your radio, go online, watch the news, and by God, you'll be tense. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is that, you see, Jerry, when we actually become aware of that, we become aware of something else in the mind-body connection as well. Most of us are very well aware of the effect the mind has on the body. But what most of us overlook is the huge reciprocal effect of the body on the mind. And what we just mentioned there, tension affecting the mind directly. For instance, say you're in a state of anxiety and you're walking around going through your daily chores and going about your business on a daily basis. And if at the back of your mind, there's some kind of troubling, niggly little problem that you can't get a, get a handle on, what happens is that the body reacts to that first and it gets a little bit tense. The muscles begin to tense up. As they do that, they act like clamps on the circulation, on the blood vessels and so on. Now that puts pressure on the heart to work harder and faster to pump the all-important blood around the body. As the heart rate rises, something else happens. It sends a message of alarm to the brain. And the brain says, be ready to fight or to flee. And it pumps adrenaline into the system, which accelerates the heart rate more, 
tenses the muscles up to get ready for fight or flight, and the whole thing becomes a vicious circle. The mind and the body become in quite unwittingly and unconsciously involved in a development of creating tension, stress, and eventually distress. And that's how it comes about. Mm. Now, you, 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 you just you just said something there. I want to hold you for a second because you said, I, I, yeah. and we're all familiar, well, quite a lot of people are, with fight or flight. So may I ask you this? So you, when you talk about flight, if we avoid, yeah. can we avoid and is it impossible to avoid? You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to encounter this at all, avoid it. But is that is that the answer, or or, or is it impossible really to avoid? I do. I don't think so. It's not impossible. We can avoid it. As some of people would call that denial, mm. because no matter what we do, we're going to have problems in our lives. Yeah. And if we wish to go through stress-free, you see, there's a huge difference between what I would call stress and what I would call distress. We need a certain amount of sense of urgency, if you like, to get through the day, to get things done, to get things done that we don't want particularly to do. But we need to get them done. Otherwise, we're going to face consequences. Okay. So that causes a certain amount of stress, but that's what I would call positive stress. Mm. It actually fires us up and gets us going. But distress is something else. That's when the emotions take over and we get overwhelmed. And then we can't really use our resources or ourselves at all. Yes, and for what we can do... Yeah, go on. Go on, no, you go ahead. What we can do to alleviate that is to actually, number one, be aware of the difference between reaction and response. Now, most of us are familiar with the knee-jerk reaction. We all have that. Mm. Something happens out of the blue and we're not expecting it. And we have a sudden intake of breath. <gasps> we gasp or we go tense and we, re- we react to it. But as we actually train ourselves and train the mind and the body to be more at ease during the course of a day and practice sessions of what we're going to do today, what happens is that the body and the mind begin to learn how to respond rather than react. Okay, and that's a key factor to be able to respond Absolutely. and deal with anything that comes your way. More I was thinking about a moment ago when I was saying that to you, you know, turning off the television or the radio or avoiding all that bad news, yeah. you know what I mean? But Absolutely. look, you can do that, but it's near impossible in, in the world we live in. You're going to come across it one way or the other. But you know what I'm thinking of, and you know this anyway, looking yeah. more broadly at life, you know, people have money worries. Uh, they're concerned yeah. about the, the future today with the way things are going in in the country they're worried yeah. you know if they haven't got money to pay their rent pay their mortgages there's sure. their relationship matters as well where tension arises between people oh, because yeah. of all these things so look at yeah. you you want today to take us through a, a, a little uh, process that will help will you do that for me now i'd be delighted to and the thing about this is to bear in mind that this won't solve your problem but it may very well turn what would normally have been a reaction into a considered response. Mm. And there's a huge difference. And once we actually learn to live with difficulties and problems, then we can actually think as well on what we can start doing about them. Okay. And that's the great thing about teaching that. 
So what I'm going to do is run you through a little session, if you like, of stilling the mind, calming the emotions, and soothing the tattered nervous system. That's the intent. Okay. And it's a simple process. It's not necessarily easy because we're not accustomed to it. Mm. We live at a speed today mentally and emotionally that's tearing half half the population to shreds. And I honestly believe, and I've seen this over 50-odd years, of people who take this halfway seriously. They bring a measure of calm and response and an ability to cope into their lives. And that's what it is. It's a coping strategy. Okay. So what is it, David? Okay. Well, first of all, I'll ask anybody who's listening to this, if you're driving, either switch off or pull in because it can tend to have a kind of soporific effect. But other than that, get yourself comfortable in your chair. Just allow the weight of the body sit on the chair and please put both feet square on the floor. Most of us tend to sit on chairs with our feet crossed underneath the seat of the chair. Put both of your feet on the floor and let them contact and ground you to the floor. Now, that's very important. I'm sure you've heard of reflexology. Mm. And a reflexologist can come and touch points of your feet and that will correspond to various muscles in your body and relax you into oblivion. Now, having your feet square on the floor is a form of natural reflexology because all the reflexological points of your feet are connected to the floor. And when you become aware, just sit quietly, allow yourself, go loose, and think of your feet on the floor. You can close your eyes while you're doing this and make a little mental exercise out of it. And allow your feet rest steadily on the floor. Think about the ball of your foot, the sole of your foot and the heel connected directly to the floor. Now, the instant you do that, nature kicks in. And nature is a wonderful organizer. And she recognizes that as soon as your feet are steady, calm, placed on the floor, the muscles of the calves and the thighs no longer need to be brought into play. And they instantly begin to soften, to relax, to let go. Keep thinking about your feet squarely on the floor. And just think about the weight of them placed there. And as the calves and the thighs begin to relax and ease and let go, so all the tendons that attach them to the bones begin to loosen and ease as well. And that allows the joints, the skeletal system, to begin to settle into place. And just bring your mind on up in through your calves and your thighs and up into your stomach muscles. And just think about your stomach muscles for a moment. You're sitting quietly comfortably, calmly on your chair. And just think about your stomach muscles and just release, let them go, let them do whatever they want. And the instant you do that, you liberate your diaphragm. The diaphragm is a big floor of muscle underneath the lungs. 
And when that loosens and relaxes, it regulates your breathing naturally. And let your breathing take place in whatever way it chooses to. As I say, nature is a great organizer. She'll do that. So you needn't try and lengthen it, shorten it, deepen it, or speed it, or slow it, or anything else. Just let go, relax, and be at ease. Allow your stomach muscles to be loose. And there'll be a very perceptible motion as you breathe in and out. But let yourself feel that. Let yourself feel that sense of ease and calm as you sit quietly on the chair and all the muscles of the upper body too begin to rest and relax the stomach, the intercostals in between your ribs, your chest muscles, your back muscles, the lower back muscles and the whole body begins to settle much more comfortably. You'll find that and almost with a sense of easy dead weight onto the chair. And allow that happen, permit it to happen. And you'll find that your breathing becomes smooth, easy, calm, and steady. As your breathing becomes easy and relaxed, you connect directly. And this is a physiological, irrefutable fact. You connect directly with that part of the nervous system that allows you rest, relax, and be at ease. And that big part of the nervous system there running from the solar plexus up to the base of the brain sends that message up to the brain. The brain relays it back into the body. And the whole system begins to let go and become aware of what it's like to be more relaxed, more at ease, more calm. And as that happens, you'll probably find that the body begins to become a little bit more heavy on the chair, but very comfortably so. And you let your arms hang or rest on your lap, wherever they may be. But you become aware of directing your body to let go. And you'll find as all the muscles begin to relax and let go, that also has a profound effect on the mind as the mind becomes very much aware of it. And when it does that, it becomes more calm, more composed, very much more at ease. And that relays back into the body, mm. which allows the muscles relax and let go. And as that happens, all the pressure is taken off the arteries and veins and capillaries and the whole circulatory system just opens up. And that means that your heart doesn't have to work anything like as hard as it did before. So it takes huge pressure off the heart and off the lungs. And, the and, and David, I have to stop you there because I'll, I'll have to take my break. You, you, when you do this, should you do this on a regular basis or when something, you know, hits you? No, I would... I would recommend it to be done on a regular basis. You can do it over a space of five or ten minutes on a regular basis. As you practice it frequently, Jerry, yes. what happens? Your nervous system and your muscles begin to recognize and learn what you're teaching it. Mm. Because that's exactly what we're doing. Well, you know, all we're doing is reteaching our systems 
how to let go. Yes, and unfortunately, I have to let you go now, but I'd love to talk to you longer because I shut my eyes and I was with you there all the way and that, and I could feel happening within myself exactly as you were describing. Look, thank you for bringing us through that today, and I'm sure you've helped many uh, with with what you've just done there. And we will, I, I promise you, I'll be back to you again to talk soon. Thank you for taking our your Very, time today. I thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care. That's David Hegarty there. I hope you're all feeling more relaxed now. We finish off today. It's Engineers Week and all this week we're talking to people from Irish Water and he is the man responsible for sustainability and the policy within Irish Water. Charlie Coakley's with us next. Did you realise the important part water plays in sustainability and climate action? It does indeed. And to tell us more, I'm joined by Charlie Coakley, who leads the sustainability policy team in Irish Water. Afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Jerry. Delighted to be here talking to you. And I'm delighted to have you with us today. Will you tell us how Irish Water uh, and all the projects uh, that are going on there, you know, contribute to, you know, sustainability and tie into the whole climate action uh, movement that we have in this country and all over the world now? Well, Jerry, I mean, you know, climate change, urbanisation and increased supply and demand of water, they're all multifaceted. And their interaction affects, affects both availability of water resources, and more fu- fundamentally the way we use it and, and share them. And we in Irish Water, we have a fundamental responsibility as both in finding effective solutions you know, that ensure sustainable, secure and reliable water surface, but more importantly, safeguarding the environment uh, now and for future generations. And we are one of the first generation really to, effect, to, to feel the effects of climate change. You know, we're seeing it every day with the storms, the, the heavy downpours. But more importantly, Jerry, we are the last generation that really can do something to act on climate change. And we're doing an awful lot in Irish water. And one of our approaches we're taking is in mitigation. And what I mean by mitigation, I'm talking about energy and, and energy efficiency. And really just to put that into, into context, uh, Jerry, for you, we deliver water services, I suppose, to approximately about it's 83% of the Irish population. And, you know, that's true nearly 2,000 water and wastewater treatment plants and over 5,000 other assets. And that's true a pi- network of pipes of over 80,000 kilometres. Now, that's over eight, to put that to 80,000 kilometres might seem a lot, but put that in context for you, that's enough to go around the planet twice. Mm. And, you know, all that pumping and all that treating requires an awful lot of energy, uh, Jerry. And we are the largest electrical energy consumer in the public sector. Uh, we come for nearly 21% of public sector uh, consumption. And, you know, what we, in, back in 2016, we developed uh, an energy efficiency strategy to help us uh, drive down our, 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 our... We do have a rising base energy demand. As you know, Jerry, we're, we're upgrading works right across the country after years of underinvestment. And, you know, that upgrading works requires us to use more energy. And one of our ways of driving down, or that's, and that's one of our biggest challenges, is that rising base energy demand. And one of the ways we drive down that demand is true energy efficiency and implementing an energy, an energy strategy. And we, have, we developed that first in 2016. And we have energy action plans right across the business, and, you know, I suppose in renewable energy, lighting and heating, uh, process optimization, and even just general awareness and training of our staff. And where have we got to today? Well, at the moment, and it's only uh, published two weeks ago, the public sector report, we have met our public sector target. We, we, we've achieved an efficiency of 
0.5% in energy efficiency. And, and to put that in context, that's enough saving uh, in power to for over 50,000 50, homes for a year. Mm. So we're, we're really on, on, on a road to, to, for, to meet our new target of 50% uh, energy efficiency by 2030 and our own target, our own internal target of net zero carbon by 2040. Now, that's 10 years ahead of the, the national target or even the European target to be net zero carbon by 2040. And we bring that back into to your listeners there, Jerry. What does that mean on the ground, really? You know, in terms of energy efficiency, we would have done upgrades on pumping stations and and aerations and lighting fishing in Dream, Carringford, Blackford and, uh, and Slane. And really moving out to the future there uh, and looking at renewable energy. And I thought, my asking why you want renewable energy, well, I think we know, if you think of it in terms of dirty or clean energy, you know, dirty energy would be coming from fossil fuels, but, uh, and, and, and renewable energy, what we're talking about here is we're looking at solar PV, we're looking at hydro, and we're looking at projects across Navan, Drogheda, Trim, Dalik, Dunshockless, and Steel, uh, Celine, sorry, and, and, and Cabin Hill. And I suppose, you know, the energy efficiency and, and more importantly, energy security has really come into sharp focus recently with, with what's happening in U- Ukraine. And, you know, mm. we're, we're feeling the effects of ourselves. I mean, the, the rising diesel and petrol prices are probably just, just going mad. Or, yes. You know, even, even to heat your own house. I mean, I think I heard a statistic today. I mean, to, 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 to heat a, to a tank of 500 litres was a little over 500 euros maybe a couple of months ago. Now it's, it's 800 euros, so it's costing you half as much again, yep. uh, Jerry. Yeah, no one, and we're all feeling it. We've been talking about it earlier on in the show today. So the message from Irish Water is in terms of, you know, you, you, you have a lot of lighting that you, you, you've you transferred across more efficiently. The equipment you're using in your plants, etc. Again, newer, upgrading, more efficient again. Sourcing your electricity from renewables. One thing you mentioned there, uh, just to mention quickly, is what, you're in the business of water, and we know hydropower and the way water can generate electricity as well. So you... Um, you're, for yourselves, will you be purchasing from others, the suppliers, or do you have any interest in going down that road and developing your own? We are. We are looking. We're looking at at the moment. We're looking to develop out uh, pilot pilot projects on, on hydro. And what we're looking at there, Jerry, is actually in line. We'd have uh, water come into us from a height down a pipe. And you, you think of that water; it's coming down a pipe. It's coming down a height. So there's energy. Mm. in that water, the kinetic energy. So we were looking at projects and technology has really moved on in the last 10 years where, where this sort of thing is, is feasible, where you put a, a turbine, an inline turbine in your pipe and yes. you try and cap, capture out that energy then for reuse of the asset. So yes, Jerry, we're looking, we're looking right across uh, all the renewable energy. I'm sorry, I should have mentioned obviously one of the big ones from our wastewater treatment plants is, is, our, is our AD uh, and, and producing biogas and using that for, 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 for producing electricity. Yeah, so uh, looking at uh, what you deal with the water to uh, make you more sustainable and in turn feed into uh, this climate action plan where Ireland certainly have so many targets to be met with the UN. Charlie, I have to leave it there today. Thank you for joining me on Engineers Week and highlighting another aspect of Irish water and the commitment to sustainability and climate action. Take care, Charlie. Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Charlie. Not at all. Bye-bye. That's Charlie Coakley there, uh, an engineer with Irish Water, the man in charge of sustainability policy 
in Irish water. That's it on late lunch for this Thursday afternoon. Eddie Caffrey is uh, raring to go with the drive coming up next. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Looking ahead to tomorrow on the show, um, Christy Mangan, uh, recently retired Chief Super, is joining us to reflect on his times in the force. Declan Bailey is here as Apple launch a new suite of products. Tara Walker brings us another spring dish. David Sheehan looks ahead to the weekend in sport. We'll round off the Irish water features. And, of course, we have your comedy and TV theme competition. My God, it's a busy Friday, isn't it, on late lunch? We'll be back here from 1.30 tomorrow. Have a lovely evening and do come back for your final late lunch of the week. We'll be here to bring it to you. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drawdad and Dog and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.